and I had to honor myself. And I like, I just remembered thinking like, I'm going through this and I'm look on my profile, but you wouldn't think I was. And I've been struggling. I'd been struggling for a very long time. And from the realizing that it was an eating disorder, that orthorexia, that my um, interest in healthy eating had evolved into. And I wasn't sharing that. I wasn't showing that side of things. So I realized I had to step away from that. And I had to repair my life. I was at my rock bottom. I was afraid to go outside of my house. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 82 of the podcast. My name is Amanda Catherine Loy. If you're new around these parts, I am so fucking pumped you are here. If you are an old school listener and have been listening for the last three seasons um, and you are just gearing for um, and chomping at the bit, gearing, what does that even mean, Amanda? Chomping at the bit um, to listen to our first um, guest call of the uh, of the season get ready because I have been so, so looking forward to introduce the amazing Sophie Gray to all of y'all. If you don't know who she is, get ready to fall in love with her um, and get ready to fall in love with her mission um, and everything she stands for and all the work she's doing in this world. It is so fucking epic and I am just so, so grateful for this conversation all around breaking the highlight reel of online life and normalizing conversations around mental health and actually being real with yourself and beyond. And it's fucking incredible. But before we get to the specifics around who she is and what we're talking about, our sponsor this week is Teamy Blends, a wellness lady boss founded company with amazing plant-based products that I absolutely love. You guys know I'm super picky about the brands I work with and I'm so impressed with Teamy Blends. Why? Because of their ethically sourced and high quality ingredients. Lately, I am super obsessed with their detox mask. It's literally the best clay mask I've ever tried, and I've tried a bunch. Um, It's made with organic matcha green tea, lemongrass, and bentonite clay. It goes on so smoothly and makes my sensitive skin feel so freaking fresh and amazeballs. Plus, it's super affordable, which y'all know I love. (laughs) Oh, also, I have been adding their greens superfood to my morning smoothies, and it's been so helpful for my poops and boosting my energy first thing, and the ingredients are, again, so fantastic. And I'm so excited because as a Podians listener, you can use the code LYFYL, that's capital L-Y-F-Y-L, for 20% off your purchase at checkout on teamyblends.com. That's teamy, T-E-A-M-I, blends.com. So use that code and get your stuff. All right, let's get into this. So Sophie Gray is the founder of Dive Through, a guided journaling app that features guided journaling exercises that help you dive through what you go through. She's also the host of the Sophie Thinks Thoughts podcast and reaches an audience of 400,000 across her social media channels. Sophie has been named greatest 100 most influential people in health and wellness three years in a row. Her work has been featured in Cosmopolitan, People, Refinery29, Marie Claire Self, and many more. And she is also just the most grounded, down-to-earth human. For someone who went viral so early in her career and has so many people watching what she does, she is so fucking 
real. And I so deeply appreciate that about her. She also happens to be a fellow Canadian, and we nerd out about that a lot in today's podcast. But more than that, we talk about some seriously beautiful things. We talk about her big mental health breakdown that changed everything, her past as a fitness fitness influencer on Instagram and how she has completely shifted gears, um, how to show up authentically online using journaling as a tool for self-awareness and accessing your true self in a way that actually is accessible. I know we talked about journaling on the podcast before, but I really am excited to share this new way with y'all. I think it's going to really resonate how to move away from debilitating anxiety. We talk about, again, her company Dive Through um, and how you can incorporate that app into your daily life. Download it now. It's amazeballs. And then we get into stuff like thin privilege, our feelings around the word influencer, our Canadian pride, CEO vibes, and so much more. Without further ado, I am so excited to introduce you to the amazing Sophie Gray. Here we go. Hey, Sophie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, my fellow Canadian sister. I know, y'all. Sophie and I have just been talking about how she's from Edmonton and or the area, and my mom's side of the family is from there. And so we've just been like talking all about how it's so funny that we both have the Canadian love, and I spent so much, so much of my time in that area. Mm-hmm. So have you been there th- your whole life? Yeah. So yeah. I like am very proud to be Canadian and love living here. Family to me is like number one priority. So mm-hmm. now, especially that I have like nieces and nephews, I'm not going anywhere, though. I definitely see in the future kind of splitting time. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm just like suffering through the very, very cold, <laughs> cold winter. winter. Okay. Where would you split time in? Um, definitely for me, just the business sense, Los Angeles makes the most sense. That's like the most cliche thing ever, Mm -hmm. but just with like the startup scene there, like, and like being close to Silicon Valley is important. So, and like, I love LA, like that's the one place that I, from my travels have felt very comfortable with. So I like see a second home there in the future, potentially. That sounds fun. (laughs) Uh You've done so much too. Like I've, I cannot even wait for you guys to hear her story. If you don't know who Sophie Gray is, like get fucking ready. It's so funny because I discovered you on Instagram through one of the campaigns that you ran. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Was it what I'm was going it? through? Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was back in October that we launched that, which was so powerful. So oh my for God. those who don't know, um, it was, we used the hashtag what I'm going through, but through was spelled T-H-R-U. And it was just an opportunity for people to use social media to like, say what they're going through and be honest and open about that because it's a highlight reel and that's Mm -hmm. okay but let's also take an opportunity to be upfront and real about something that we're all going through because someone can relate to that Mm -hmm. and I just I, I found it someone tagged me in one of theirs I think and I was like this is amazing and everything I love And so when I figured out that it was you who started it, I started talking the shit out of you. And I just love everything that you are doing with, with your app and also all the work you're doing, but also just as a human, like it is so refreshing to meet another, another like-minded Canadian gal (laughs) who is just very open about their mental health. And y'all know that like, that is something I talk about probably ad nauseum with you. So sorry in advance, but we're going to be talking more about that today. But I think it's so important because when we hold things back and when we don't share what we're going through or when we don't share what is behind closed doors, right? So many people feel alone because we feel like we're the only people who are navigating it. And I personally have experienced that so much. I would be lying if I said I don't continue to experience that. It can be really tough and really, really debilitating when we feel like we're the only person 
who is in, you know, the more so like central f- focus on ourselves, of course, because that's how we are as humans, but it's so tough. And, and I think, I think campaigns like that and the work that you are doing in the world is such a beautiful and powerful reminder that, okay, we are not alone in what we are navigating and there are tools to be able to uh, create, you know, connections with other people who are like-minded in that space or um, grow and, and really be able to like operate in a positive light fueled yeah. way around the, the really tough shit that we face in our life. So it's amazing. And you guys should go, follow. I'll put that in the show notes, the hashtag um, info for you guys. Cause you should just go check it out on Instagram and see all the amazing posts. You'll probably find mine in there somewhere, <laughs> but yeah, it was really incredible. So like, do, is that something you, you tend to do a lot of campaigns or was that kind of a one-off thing? Yeah, that was, um, that was, yeah, not a one-off thing. I think it was more like that was kind of the launch pad to using that. And it was mm-hmm. it was something I was already talking about. I've always been like you, like very um, kind of real. And I think you and I came from a very similar background that we were super into the health and wellness scene and then yeah. realized that it was like not for us and that we could be coming from like with different intentions, mm-hmm. um, moving forward into that space and taking care of ourselves. And with the campaign, like I was already sharing that, but I wanted to create a little bit more of a streamlined um opportunity for other people with uh, accounts like larger accounts or people in their day-to-day lives to use that as an outlet and it really wraps into everything that we're doing with dive through really just wanting to normalize conversations around mental health for people to know that they're not alone because like you said like it's so common that people are just so we all we're always so caught up in our own in our own experiences but then we feel so alone in that so I wanted to create that space where you could go to that one hashtag and really see what other people are going through and you could see yourselves in those experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So speaking of like your, your background in history, can you share a little mm-hmm. bit about like, how have you gotten to where you are and, and like, who is Sophie Gray? Like, how did she yeah. start? Like what? Yeah. Like what's your story? What's your okay. deal? Oh yeah. my gosh. It, okay. It's, <laughs> it's it's crazy well it's so funny I was saying before because I'm like I always ask people like am I allowed to swear on your podcast and like I know that I like with this one that's fine so be prepared for some I'm so ready yeah so when I had started it's so funny because everyone always asks me like how do you grow on social media and I'm like honestly I have no idea because I'm not that person anymore but when I started in this space, it was a different, completely different world. Mm-hmm. So I had started um, sharing online back in 2012, and I had just, or 2013, but I just recently graduated from high school. Um, but in high school, they had like a full-time personal trainer in my gym, um, in the school. What? So yeah. Oh my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you Google where I'm from, it's called St. Albert. Everything, the shitty things that are said about it is true. Ah! That is the worst, but it is an affluent area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had a full-time personal trainer and I, at that time, so I would have been like when I started um, working out there, I was like 16 and I wanted to be a model that in my life that had always been what I wanted. So I had gotten like a modeling contract, but I had gotten it for like a local modeling, which is basically nothing, mm-hmm. meaning that you don't have the proper measurements to be able to actually do anything. So I got into health and wellness and fitness and when I say eating well with like yeah eating clean yeah yeah. um because of this modeling or this modeling Mm -hmm. career potential so I got into it was like fully absorbed in it um and then like as I was graduating I finally had gotten the measurements to be able to go and travel so I was given the opportunity to go to Asia to um to travel for modeling but I had gotten super into fitness because I had been 
exercising like crazy and just completely abusing my body, hardly eating to get down to that place where my body's just like not supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, so from that, I was like, okay, like I'm kind of changing focus here. I want to go to school for nutrition. I'm going to stay home and I'm going to work. So mm. from that experience, I actually um, was like, okay, I bought this. I bought someone's ebook. I bought like a nutrition guide or whatever. And I was like, I want to do this. And I set out very intentionally when I had started. So I started sharing first, just like, oh, I'm doing these workouts. And then people were like, well, what workouts you're doing? So slowly but surely, but over like a few months, I had built up this audience of like over 20,000 people. And I released an ebook, so a fitness ebook. Mm-hmm. So I did that. That went wild. And I remember I had been serving at the time and I was like on a vacation and then like, after like three weeks of it being out. And then I went home and I was like, oh, I don't need to work again. So it just had like taken off so crazily the people using this workout program. So I did that for, I would say about like three years, probably yeah, until 2016. So I had then built an audience of over 500,000 people um, through sharing workout programs and nutrition guides and um, the things that I was doing. And then I had a panic attack on an airplane. I was coming home from New York. Um, so I was going from New York to Toronto, and then it would have been Toronto to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a 60-minute flight, and then it would have been a, a, yeah, a four-hour flight. Mm-hmm. And I had a panic attack on the connecting flight, and I was... I lost it. Like, it was so terrifying. And when we, when we landed in Toronto... My husband was my boyfriend then, and I turned to him and I was like, "There is no way I'm getting back on that phone. Not we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Like we need to drive." So we actually drove 38 hours, oh like 38 God. hours of driving home. And yeah. from that experience, I realized that I had been physically fit again, kind of like air quotes around that, um, but I wasn't mentally and emotionally healthy whatsoever, and I was mm-hmm. really struggling and ignoring that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause from my past, I had a lot of trauma that I had just completely ignored. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had had this huge audience and I had to step away from it all. I made an announcement saying that I was no longer going to be talking about fitness. That wasn't like, I had talked a little bit about what had happened, but not like into full detail. Mm-hmm. And I stepped away, not only from the posting aspect, but the business that had been very successful um, at that time, even. And I had to honor myself. Mm -hmm. And I like I just remembered thinking like, I'm going through this and I'm look on my profile, but you wouldn't think I was. Mm -hmm. And I've been struggling. I've been struggling for a very long time. And from the realizing that it was an eating disorder that orthorexia that my Mm -hmm. um, interest in healthy eating had evolved into. And I wasn't sharing that I wasn't showing that side of things. So Mm -hmm. I realized I had to step away from that. And I had to repair my life. I was at my rock bottom. I was afraid to go outside of my house. I remember sitting Um, I was meeting my sister for lunch, like the week I had gotten home to like tell her what was happening. And I was meeting her somewhere that I had been countless times. And I was sitting in the parking lot crying because I was so afraid to have another panic attack in public. Mm. And like the best way to describe it is like someone could have placed their hand on like my scalp and my, like I would have fallen into dust. Like I just felt so vulnerable Mm. and so not okay. And um, when I had stepped away from everything, I'm like, okay, like something needs to change. I need to take a step back from this 
physical world, focusing exclusively on that. And I need to take care of my whole self. Mm. Um, So from that experience, I had found journaling. I had been going to therapy for years and I, I continue to go and I went more at that time as well. But I really wanted a tool that I could use at like three in the morning or at 35,000 feet when I'm losing my mind. And I wanted to, this time around when I was focusing on it, I really wanted to build the relationship with myself. There's so much, so many places you can go to be told what to do and how to act and how to take care of yourself. But mm-hmm. I wanted to know that for myself. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I wanted to get to know myself and I wanted to rebuild the trust that I had very clearly broken for the last decade of my life when I had been going through the different evolutions of my mental health experience. And journaling was a tool that allowed me to like confront my fears and face my inner child. And I would journal like back and forth from my perspective to my inner child's perspective and work through that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that time, I was sharing a little bit, but not a whole lot. But then people would slowly start asking me, well, like, what are you doing now? Like you are getting better. You're, you're a little bit like more positive and you seem to be growing as a person. And so I would say, well, I'm journaling. And then of course it was, well, how do you journal? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started not knowing that it was kind of like test groups a little bit, but I started running workshops in my house. So I'd have people over, we'd sit in my spare bedroom, like a circle of like literally like eight to 12 of us. Yeah. We do journaling exercises. I love that. Um, And that was about like two and a half years ago, or maybe even yeah, maybe even a little bit longer than that. Um, and then from that, I realized, oh, like people are interested in journaling. And then that's where I started to create Dive Through Without Knowing It, which is a guided journaling app. So now that I've like came through that, it's still a practice I do every single day and night. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of more up, like upkeep rather than like having to work through this intense stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my journaling practice, of course, has evolved, but really still finding that value and having a space where I can ask myself how I'm doing and actually Mm. listen and hear that, which I think is so, so missing a lot of the time. Mm. Oh my gosh. You were talking and I saw so much of myself in your story, which I knew would happen, but I also didn't realize like the deep synchronicities. Mm -hmm. It's kind of baffling. Can you, your panic attack that you had on the plane, Mm -hmm. do you know what like instigated that for you? Yeah. So it was so interesting. So like I've flown my whole life. My family's from Scotland. So like I went, I was going back to Scotland all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was never flying. Like everyone always gets hung up on like, oh, like you're afraid of flying. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. It's so I had been traveling a lot um, in that period of time. And I'm actually don't like how I said, like, I love Edmonton. And a part of that is I also don't really like travel, which is so, which is such a bizarre thing. I like had to own that. I'm like, I'm not that person. Yeah. Be a homebody. Um, yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, sure. Like I'll go away like for a trip, but like, no, like I'm not like off every month. Like I used to be when I was yeah. um, in the middle of the working out and um, speaking at different places. So before, leading up to the panic attack, I had three or four other flights where I had sparks of anxiety and I had the opportunity to work on it Mm. and that's why I'm so like growing up I was the person that would say everything was fine and it wasn't Mm. and I did that until this flight and I had so many opportunities to actually listen to myself and that's Mm -hmm. why I'm so passionate about having that open flow of relationship Mm. and conversation with myself at all time so I had been super anxious like from these flights but I wasn't addressing it 
And I think the time had just come that it was, I had been doing this for like two and a half to three years and my body couldn't handle it anymore. Mm -hmm. It was tapped out. It was like, you're not listening. You're at a weight that is unrealistic from Mm -hmm. you. Like I was, I think 20 pounds, like down from where I am now. And I don't even like, when I look at my body now, I'm just like, where, what the fuck Where was it? Where did it come from? Like, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my, my body and my mind and my higher self, whatever you want to call it, will like, like band Stop! together <laughs> yeah, and was like, nope, yeah. girl, no. And you it can't. just, yeah. it was, I say it was like awful, but it was also mm. life changing. And it just was like, you're not listening and we have to get your attention. And so it did that. As soon as those doors closed, I was about to puke my pants, mm-hmm. puke, puke your pants. My pants at the same time. <laughs> Combination, I guess. <laughs> Technically, I mean, I've been there before the both ends thing. It's not a good time, y'all. I hope that never happens to you. <laughs> yeah, and shit, like it was, and it's comical now. And there's been some more experiences since then that, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like it was like an evolution, like mm-hmm. the panic attacks. And I had had, I've been experiencing panic attacks for like five years before that. But from that experience, like for like, I would say a year and a half to two years, I would have panic attacks every single night. Mm, So it just kind of like opened that up for me and I had to work um, on that. But I'm very proud that 2019, I was completely panic attack free. So it's been about a year and a half of no panic attacks. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you have ever experienced a panic attack before or you had debilitating anxiety, you know how big a deal that is. Like, I feel like we should get like AA like chips for for, for mental health. (laughs) I feel that. And like, I have to like, I'm not a big... So obviously with journaling, I'm huge about like using yourself and being able to help yourself. Before my panic attacks, like I had worked so hard through journaling to get like the mm. mental and emotional side down. But I realized I was because panic attacks and like trauma in particular is a very physical response as well. Yeah. So I noticed that I had gotten to the point where my panic attacks were almost like a hollow shell of like a physical response. Mm. Um so I actually started this practice. It's called TRE. It's like trauma release whatever the E stands for. And it's actually a physical practice. Um, and it's honestly, I did it once. Like I, the first time I did it, I like, that was it. I knew, I knew that I would never have a panic attack again. I do it once a week and I like lead myself through it. You have to do it with like a therapist at first, Okay, but that's like my one, like it's not, I guess it's not an endorsement cause it's not like a, a single person, is but a therapy practice that stress and was trauma very release? transformative. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Trauma I'll put release. A, I'll put a little me. link into more info in the show notes for you guys around what that is. Cause I'm, I have never heard of it. I just Googled it mm. and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's it, the thing about panic attacks and about anxiety in general, which I have learned through therapy and through my own experiences navigating it is so often we have these visceral physical reactions when our we are operating out of alignment with what our inner being needs. And we are either operating out of alignment with our values or with the things like that we're doing to our bodies, to our minds, whatever that is. And at the peak of my, my like first major panic attack that feels very in line with your experience, you know, I had also been like knee deep in a binge eating disorder. I was also working out like twice a day and like running myself ragged. I was 30 pounds lighter than I am now, which if you look at my photos on my feed, you guys like imagine that girl. I know I sometimes post old photos of that, but it was like, it still boggles my mind that I ever Mm -hmm. got that skinny. And I still 
was, it still wasn't enough. It wasn't right? enough. Yeah. I yeah, was still I like, that. and it, you know, it was that search for happiness. That's what it really was. I was like, well, oh, when yeah. I get to this weight, when I look like this, I'm going to be happier. And then when I did it, when I did it and I still wasn't happy, I was like, what the fuck, you know? And yeah, then it's like on- you've been sold a lie. Like we've just, mm-hmm. and that's what like, and I recognize like I like exist in thinness and I have thin privilege and it's not like it doesn't, when you get there, you, it's not like, it's nothing. Yeah. Like fuck that saying nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. I'm like, Ugh, everything, everything does. tastes better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Like I, I also do exist in a privileged body on so many levels, but getting to that point was my body's way of saying like, you cannot do this anymore. Like it's that giant stop sign in my, in my world. And even now to this day, when I experience anxiety, I would encourage you and to, to, to do this for yourself too if this is something you navigate is like, okay, what does this mean? Like what is my body telling me right now that I'm doing or I, that is happening in my life that is out of alignment for myself? And I really want to highlight what Sophie has been saying over and over again, especially with what you know journaling has done and all the stuff with dive through, which we're going to talk more about. But it's like what – is your inner being telling you what do you actually need instead of what are you doing because you think you should or because someone else told you or x y and z right like it's there's so man, I just said z and I knew you're gonna call me on it you're gonna be like it's that girl <laughs> it's fine pass possible okay. um but yeah like it's it's such a different way of looking at anxiety and when I started Absolutely. seeing it as kind of like the check engine light in my car mm-hmm. of like, oh, let this just means I need to take closer look of what's going on in my life so that I can really take stock of what I need here. Um, it became something that I could work with instead of work against and feel like was my enemy and this thing that was like and that so it's debilitating. like existing to like cause you torture and torture you. And it's like, right. no, it's there. It's asking you of you something of you. And it's mm. if we slow down to ask, which is very scary at first yeah. because it can be really hard to confront that because we, I feel like collectively as a society and from like you and I's experience, like we've been running and Mm -hmm. avoiding and Mm -hmm. shoving it all down. Mm -hmm. But when it gets too much, like there is a tipping point for some. And I think our stories are probably like, we're asking you not to get to that point because it sucks and it's the worst. And the thing is you don't, if you listen, you don't Mm -hmm. have to get there if you listen. And I think we are just so programmed to not do that like physically we are not our bodies are going to tell you our minds are going to tell us but we just are so programmed to not listen to ourselves and I I find Mm -hmm. that to be so so frustrating and that's why I think the work that you're doing is so amazing because what you said early on too it's like we look so we often look outside ourselves for answers and that's why we join this program or sign up with this coach or try this tool and while there are incredible experiences that can allow you to uncover, and that's why it's really important to like be really mindful about who you are and allowing into your life, what tools you are allowing into your life, because not all tools are made equal, not all coaches are made equal. And so, yeah, yes, totally. like I choose the people that I work with really specifically because I know that if I work with this person, they're going to facilitate me actually getting the answers I need from me instead of putting things onto me that are just for them or a cookie cutter approach that they've, you know, used for a hundred other clients. It's like, well, that's not going to be right for me because I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, like 
finding something that is truly, truly you, ultimately it's inside of you. You already have all the answers. No, you know, it's just tapping into that. Like the best way I can kind of like illustrate that. So I did intense workouts and I have to admit, I saw the results. Mm -hmm. I like, and a lot of people that did my program saw the results, Mm -hmm. but when I step back from that space and step back from the driving force of fitness, of looking a certain way of doing what well, this is supposed to be the best fat burner, X, Y, and Z, Z, whatever we want to say. I, <laughs> uh, I realized, so I power walk. I power mm. walk six days a week. I walk for 30, or sorry, 60 minutes. And I like have my heart rate up at like 150, but I'm power walking. Mm. And like, that's my thing. And whenever I tell people, they're like, you're 25. And I'm like, yep, that's I'm on the, the track with all of my like grandmas. And it is my thing. And I will try even now after like a year and a half of doing this, I'll try to like throw in like a high intensity workout and my body is like, no, and it mm. gets, and then I get sick and it's just like, this is where we thrive. Mm-hmm. And that is so against every single article you read about mm-hmm. what you should be doing to get X, Y, and Z. See, oh my God, we're going to, I'm like, I, now it's in my mind. I love it. <laughs> right. But it's like, I, yeah, of course, if I, there's no article telling me that power walking is what I should be doing, but I know from my body that that's what my body thrives from is best for like my overall energy, Mm. my mood and everything like that. And I would never have known to do that if I hadn't actually turned inward and listened to what my body and my mind were trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And that's the thing is it's going to be different for all of us, right? Like when I stopped doing, like I was running every day for three years with this program that I was doing and I fucking hate running like it is I fuck, I fuck running <laughs> it is the worst thing I've ever done in my life I will never you will never catch me running ever again like it is literally I I'm miserable like I'm I'm sure people love to run great but for me it's like the worst thing you could ever ask me to do is go for a run like <laughs> no thank you I will never do that no, with you. I go on a run once a year and I'm always like I want to be that girl that runs and then I run and I'm like fuck that girl I was that, that girl that me. ran and that ra- that girl was pissed off all the time she was unhappy <laughs> like it was the worst and you know for me like I love yoga I love dance I love doing strength training like that's my jam mm-hmm. but it took trial and, and error of trying things and figuring out what was good for me and knowing that spending you know hours in the gym was like <laughs> literally sucking my soul out and like I don't want to yeah. be like you know hit on by these creepy juice dudes like who are just walking by me and like <laughs> saying nice ass like no thank you um you know it's just not my jam um yeah. so but yeah like it's about trying what feels good and and to be honest like I'm so excited to talk about journaling because for me the process of journaling and journaling with intention <laughs> was the thing that started to really shift things for myself and figuring out like what even what questions to ask myself to like get to know what I needed was such a concept that I could not begin to grasp on my own you know because when people said oh well just journal I was like about what like you're like how like am I writing an essay here like that's something that we I'm like because it's when it's funny when you do something and then you kind of reach a point where you just assume everyone knows the same as you yeah And so some of the feedback that we've gotten, people are like associating journal with like working or like sending an email or like, yeah, like in school Mm. and writing an essay. And I'm like, no, like that's not it at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it's funny that 
the beginning point. Sometimes when you're so in it, you forget where people start with it. Yeah. So tell us more about dive through and like what exactly the app is. I'm going to put this on the show notes for you guys as well, but I've been like playing around on the app and I just think it's really beautiful. I think it's really, really, really well done and executed. And I've done a couple of the prompts and been really impressed. So like what has like, what I know, obviously you told us about like your journey and Mm -hmm. what inspired that, but like to build an app is so different than like having a circle. Like how did it get to that point and what exactly is it all about? Yeah. So at first I I appreciate you calling it dive through, which it's called rather than drive through. So I never like get mad at people because I'm like, now when I say the word drive through, I'm like, what? That's like, doesn't sound right. But when people say dive through, they feel the same way. No, that's so funny. I had not even thought to call it drive through. Maybe it's because I just don't go into drive through. I like put it in everyone's mind now. Like, okay, back, back, back. Um, Yeah. So when I had started these workshops, I had, I was like, okay, so like there's something here. There's, cause we always call it guided journaling opposed to even just journaling. Cause there's a guided aspect. You actually listen, what we call a guided introspection piece. So it prepares your mind before you journal. And then we provide you the prompt. Kind of like a meditation. It almost feels like. So I was always doing that format. So I was like, okay a PDF, like a program, a video. So I tried that, but Mm -hmm. I was like, there's a disconnect here because buying a workout program or downloading a PDF about self-care tips makes a little bit more sense than what I was, what we were trying to accomplish. So Mm -hmm. I actually had a friend of mine that was like, you should put it in an app. And I'm like, cool. But like, that's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So at the time I like, didn't really it's funny, like I'm now immersed in like the tech scene and like very much owning that. And I love it. And it's like the first place I feel like I'm really thriving. But when Mm -hmm. I had started, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So I was like looking at other apps in the space and being like, okay, I'm going to do that. Um, So I hired um, an overseas team. So we outsourced everything. And I got what we call kind of like the first initial like program up and running in, in the app store. So I did that um, all by myself, not really knowing like everyone, we hear of all these like successful companies that like started in a garage or a basement. I'm like, mine started on my couch with my dogs and Brooklyn Nine-Nine running in the background. Sounds like, amazing. That is my yeah. origin story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was really funny. There's actually a large component in the app about, um, and there's going to be more about like entrepreneurship and being mm-hmm. in business mm-hmm. or even like career focus. Mm-hmm. And the reason we included that is because journaling therapy is really great for like working on your fear or self-esteem and things like that. But it's also just mostly about self-awareness and self-awareness can be applied to all areas of your life. And when I was creating what Dive Through is, my journal, like I have those journals kept and I'm like, I like look through them still and I'm like, this is bizarre. But like journaling is how I created my journaling app, which is mm-hmm. so funny. Mm-hmm. Like the name Dive Through probably took six months. Like mm. it was like a labor of love and it was so hard. It was like, a like, I'm like, I birthed the baby. Like this is, this is my version. This oh my is my God. child. I totally get that. Um, <laughs> and why I actually love like bringing up the, like I actually do bring up the name do- drive through is because um, when I was like creating it, I was like, this is like not fun. Like this working on yourself, like it's rewarding, but like that shit's it's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. And when we were, we were kind of talking on like the reason these articles exist about five tips for this, 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 and this is because it's easier. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like creating it, I had some like words down. So like dive in and stuff like that. And I was like, no, like dive through because it's the opposite of a drive through, which is all about convenience. Mm-hmm. So like we always just like drive through is like oh. the best way to kind of like 
to me when I think about a drive-thru it's like that's where we are in society of like the kind of the quick quick fixes easy and like summarizes us as a society right now so to Mm. me I'm like okay like playing on that because I really love like the word diving in and diving through what you're going through came from that so um, when I had gone through the process, yeah, I started working with mental health professionals, recognizing I had my personal felt experience. There was a lot of research about journaling therapy mm-hmm. and then recognizing, okay, like if I'm going to create this, like I need people to say that it's like, okay. And that it's good. So we yeah. work with mental health professionals to create what it is now. Um, and we have over a thousand journaling, um, di- what we call dives. So guided journaling exercises in the app. On like all of the topics from again, entrepreneurship to self-esteem, your relationship with food, Mm -hmm. your relationships in general. So a wide range of topics and we're always, always building on that. So just basically whatever you're going through, we can help you dive through that as in you can help yourself dive through it. So using journaling prompts. Because people know that they should journal, but they don't know what to journal about. Yeah, and and where to even start. Yeah. I love it. I, it's funny that you say that that was the whole reason behind the word. Cause when I first heard dive through, I was like, it makes so much sense because when we're going through trauma or we're trying to process something hard, we sometimes want to skirt around it, right. Mm-hmm. In order to access it. Right. But really the only way to get to the other side is to go through. And so yeah. for me, I was like, Oh, you're going through it. <laughs> honestly like and that's where it came from and then like and I feel like when we operate in our like the spaces you and I do like we get that and when we see like have you ever seen that like well there's like a picture of it it's like you're trying to like go around the problem or you have to like go straight through it Mm -hmm. and that's really what it comes from and then also so um, I touched on like my family's Scottish so it's so funny like my husband is like the his family is super Canadian and like, obviously I'm Canadian. Like I was born here yeah. and my family, like my parents were Canadian, but there's still like some differences, especially mm-hmm. in things that we say. Um, so one of the things is I will say like, come through here. So like, say my husband's in the kitchen and I'm Instead in the living room. I'll be like, yeah. Like come yeah. through. And he's like, what am I coming through? And I'm like, from the kitchen to the living room. He's like, there's no doorway. <laughs> But you're come, but it's not come here, like come over here. But it's like come through here. I have never heard that before. Yeah, because it's like coming, and to me, if you actually think about it, it's like the very proper, like kind of like English, like old school way to say it. So like he, it like drives him up the wall. He every time I say, he's like, "Where am I coming through?" And I'm like, "The transition between the rooms." So like to him, it was also not like a fuck you to him, but yeah. And oh, to my husband that I annoy with the words. I, I love it. Oh my God. That's hilarious. So, okay. So you guys have to check this app out and go download it like immediately. It's so incredible. So what is like next? Like what is, what is mm-hmm. the evolution of like dive through and like, where are you going with it? Is that like your main thing? Are you doing anything mm. else outside of that? Like what is, what does that space look like for you right now? Yeah. So this is like my full time, my full time thing. It's been really awesome. Like when I had started, the word influencer wasn't a word. And then it has become a word. And I am like offended when people call me that because I'm like, no, like I'm an entrepreneur. Like this is my third business. Um, So to me, I'm like really honoring that and recognizing that like as much as I have a personal brand, I don't really like I'm the founder of Dive Through at this time. Um, but, and we, we don't know what that will look like in the future. Um, mm-hmm. so right now what we're really building is, so we have like our, um, base of journaling prompts, always adding on to that. And then really recognizing that there's a community aspect because we have something called dive through together. So just, 
um, being able to work on things in a group setting or just being able to connect with people that are going through the same thing. Mm. Um, so that would be, I guess, would be the next kind of installment of what Dive Through is bringing some type of community aspect. Right now it's a Facebook group, but yeah. really wanting to explore what that would look like. I'm going to have to join that. Itself. I totally will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, I think, and that's like kind of the, 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 op, like, the evolution of it in the way that working on yourself is really, really great. And technology has been really great for that, that there is all of these tools available, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing like connecting with people, whether that's online or in person. So Mm -hmm. we really want to create that space and that opportunity. um, Because yeah, like we talked about when you hear someone going through something similar to you, it just helps it uh, immediately positively impacts what you're going through. So really wanting to be able to offer that full circle experience. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I think it is one of the tools I will be constantly referring to my client, my clients to like, I am really excited to continue to get the name out there and just like plug this into people's lives because truly journaling has changed my life. And I, I wish I had a tool like this when I had started, like I, I did the brain dump method for so long and I still do that now because it's, it's as a seven on the Enneagram, like my brain is so constantly on the go. And so I'm like, I just know, like once you have that relationship, because that's the thing, like I would like people, I don't want people to need to use the app. Like we want it to be like a launch pad for you to get comfortable with journaling, Mm. comfortable with your own voice, use it and then be able to go off and use your own questions, Mm -hmm. but it's a starting point for people. I love that. I love that so much. So yeah, use this, like share it with all the humans in your life and like get in it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Ah, this is so good. I like, okay. I have a, I have, I had a thought I was going to go somewhere else, but I want to, I want to pivot. So the campaign you ran in the fall was Mm -hmm. something that I just like loved reading about. So I'm curious, like, what are you going through right now? What am I going through? That's a great question. Um, so I would say I'm still dealing with, there's like two sides. I have like my personal life and then like the business side of things. So personally, I actually still haven't flown yet. So it's been three years, which is again, like as much as I don't like traveling, I don't not like it that much. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I recognize that I've done all the work. I've gotten rid of the panic attacks. I've done everything, but there's like this shell of a phobia left over that is like about so much more than um, what I feel like equipped to do. Yeah. So really, yeah, that's kind of been not wreaking havoc on my life. Um, but something kind of like top of mind that my husband has to go on trips without me. Mm-hmm. So just recognizing that am I allowed not, and I don't want to use the word allowing cause that makes it like seem like I'm not actively trying to do stuff, but yeah, definitely, um, wanting to overcome that phobia from a place now that I feel really like grounded in myself and I've done the work and it really feels time to move through that rather than just avoiding it like I necessarily have. Mm-hmm. So there's that side of things. And then just from like a business side, it's been so interesting because like I am in like the mental health space with what we're doing with Dive Through, but this shit is a fucking roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like, it is an up and down of one moment I'm feeling great and confident and the other like imposter syndrome like wreaks havoc on my life every single day and like I've been really fortunate that I the team I have around me and the support from my investors has been so great (laughs) oh my gosh it's like yeah two in the morning it's like I should be working and it's like the fuck are you talking about you just worked for 12 hours go to bed so it's that like (laughs) feel like it's never enough and that you Mm. can always be doing better so that which I feel like I, I feel like you could probably relate to. I think a yeah. lot of people can, right? Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you say that. I haven't actually talked about this at all, um, but here we go. Um, yeah, like I, I just launched 
my first book and published it in, in December. And basically all of 2019, without me intentionally stepping into it, like was creating this book. It was birthing this baby of mine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course I have all these other things I do with the podcast and my coaching and acting and everything that exists in my life. So some people would probably say, oh, well, you have all these other things to be focusing on, you know, but it's like the book was such a cathartic experience for me. Like I, when you read the book, there are so many chapters where I revisit a lot of experiences in my life that tie into fears I was navigating as I was leading up to surgery. Mm-hmm. And I had to really go there and like go back to like six-year-old Amanda, nine-year-old Amanda, 12-year-old Amanda, 21-year-old Amanda, like all of these versions of myself that I haven't sat with and really processed a lot of like those stories of mine until this year. And while 2019 was like such a gift going through that, it also was so hard because I was facing old trauma being resurfaced through mm-hmm. the process of writing this book. It was very cathartic. I feel like I was able to work through so, so, so much. But now that the book is launched and into the ether, I'm like, well, what now? You know, <laughs> like I'm, I've, and I've been noticing that inside myself. It's like, well, yeah, I'm still running my group programs. Yeah, I'm still doing one on one coaching. Yeah, I'm currently like putting up my show as we speak. Like, there's so much going on in my life, but I feel like this big thing is missing that was so ground. I was so grounded in all of last year, even if it was hard and and um, tumultuous to, to to experience. And and now I'm like, okay, well, what's next? And because I put this out, like dude, does this mean this is like, I've hit my peak, you know, I'm like 28 years old and like, am I done? Like, which I know is so bonkers. Um, but just the emotional roller coaster of like these thoughts, like they're, they yeah. don't make sense. And when you speak them out loud, you're like, what? What am I but saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's a very real, real experiencing that you're facing and you're like yeah. trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And this, I mean, you get it. Like being an entrepreneur and being in the in the public eye, to a certain extent, I mean, you have a shit ton more followers than I do. Like, I cannot even imagine what that transition of, like, stepping away from this version of yourself that you'd been presenting to the world and then coming back as, like, as your true self, mm-hmm. um, but within such a giant container of people's eyeballs on you. Like, I I think I would probably shit my pants. Like, I don't know. Yeah, what- <laughs> like, it's it's been interesting. So, like, I haven't posted in uh, in 2020 I yet that. I was like, like yeah oh, so Christmas <laughs> yeah like yeah. I, I'm having a hard time the best way I can explain it is like who we were in high school maybe we sucked whatever we were like but like imagine having that like a ball and chain to your ankle dragging that around mm. like someone from high school that knows you being like you've like grown but then they like say like oh well in high school you were like that yeah and that's what I feel like my Instagram has been for me unfortunately mm. and like I say that recognizing I'm appreciative for the amazing audience that I have of people that have chosen to support me but it's yeah. like a constant reminder of who I was I mm. was 18 I was 19. I was 20 when this all like was in the peak. Yeah. And like, obviously like 25 is still young, but like, these are kind of the years and you know, like you're in like the twenties, I feel like are such transformative. Yeah. The growth that you experience is giant. Yeah. And you like step into that. So I've had a really hard time with that, recognizing Mm. that my audience had this idea of who I was and I've lost over 200,000 followers because of it. And mm-hmm. like, I get that. And that's fine. I have no problem. Honestly, that's like a roller coaster. It's probably a relief but, in a way. Yeah. And yeah. it's, but it's like, anytime I feel like I go to share, I'm like, 
there's a contrast of who I was previously. Mm. And it's been like weird because I feel like in my personal life, I've really honored and stepped into myself fully as the entrepreneur that I am. And Mm. like I have a team and I am like going to business meetings and I'm doing all these cool things, but I just, I'm still trying to figure out how to share that. Mm. Um, through my audience, like even this, I'm like in this, I'm like, no problem because these, your audience doesn't know me as that person. So then it's funny when I meet people that were like, Oh, I didn't know your fitness self. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> yeah. But what if you just did? I know, you know, like sometimes I feel like in order, cause I, did, I mean, I for sure have changed. Like everything I talk about is so different on my Instagram and I think at one point I just kind of had to say, I'm going to rip the bandaid off. I'm going to literally show you a picture of me bawling my eyes out because that's my truth. And if you don't want to be here, you can unfollow. Um, and, and obviously like do what you need to do for your heart, but like the people that are there for you and that love you and that are like craving to hear from your heart, like that, what that campaign, that is what brought me into you. And then from all I did was scroll. And like every time that I was like, this girl is so fucking real. She's sharing her shit. She's being so honest. Like I just felt so connected to that version of you. And those Mm -hmm. are the people that you want in your corner anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, this will be, this will be my goal. The next time someone looks at my profile, I'll have a, I, to me, it's like, I want to post a photo of me in a blazer. That fuck so yeah. funny. Own your CEO, like yeah. status, like own, okay, but I'm, that's amazing. We're setting that. And like, that's yeah. So like, I'm gonna hold you to it. Self, yeah. We're holding, you heard it here first <laughs> yeah. folks. Okay. We're so go it. back and scroll <laughs> and go like that photo and be like, I listened to you on <laughs> your fucking life podcast. <laughs> and I am so proud of you right now. <laughs> that's on I'm that's a challenge I, I'm taking on I love it yeah it's so important though and like I don't know as entrepreneurs who tend to like work from home it's so hard to own that sometimes to own like yeah I'm a badass like yeah I've done a lot I have made a shit ton of money in this industry like I do a lot of really amazing work I I I live this crazy cool life because I've built it for myself and like why can't we take ownership for that because we're like well I'm just you know like I'm the same way like I need to own that more too I need to talk more about my okay, we're doing it. This, so, is, this is 2020. Yeah. This is our year. Yeah. We're doing it. We're the year of the badass. Happen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing. Um, you're incredible. I could talk to you forever. Um, but before we get off, I want to play some fast fun questions with you love and like it. do some Hit fun things. You ready? Okay. What is your current or like latest obsession? Oat milk. I'm very passionate about it, and everyone should be. I don't really care about the way it tastes. Is this? Are we laughing? Is this something? I'm laughing because of your being like. I'm so passionate about this, and I don't care what you say about it. I'm like, okay, she is like coming at me. Okay, no. So the reason I'm so passionate about it is like, sure, whatever it tastes like, whatever. Like to me, when I would never drink almond milk straight up, but I would drink oat milk straight up. But almond milk is so bad for the environment. Yeah, I've just and like been I'm about not that, that person. I don't have your, I don't have the quotes and shit. But like <laughs> oat milk is so much better. So every time I go to a coffee shop now, I'm like that bitch that I'm like, do you have oat milk? No. Well, you should get it, and here's why. I'm like gonna cry. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> but but yeah, like, actually, how can I use my platform to talk about oat? No, milk? No, I love it. I'm gonna. 
I'm going to link an article that I read too, like last week about almond milk because I didn't know. Like I, I didn't no know. Idea. Yeah. And it's like about the bees and shit. I'll talk to you about yeah, it. It's the, the bee article. I saw the bee article. The bee article. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll share that with y'all. Um, Cause there's like the water problem, but then to me it's the bee problem. Yeah. Which is, That's I it. mean, let's, we need honey. We need to keep yeah. the environment going. I'm here for that. Yeah. I am much more of like a coconut milk gal. Like okay. give me the creamy base for like mm. everything I do <laughs> pretty much. I like light coconut blended in. I have the best butter chicken recipe Ooh. that I make with coconut milk. I'll like send it amazing. to you, but like it's like a regular recipe, but then I put like coconut cream in it and it like yeah. will change life. Well, yeah, you have to make it coconut cream. That's <laughs> just a non-negotiable. Anyone who doesn't like coconut, I don't know that I can like be their friend. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Especially I don't like coconut with, milk ice cream, though. Okay, wait. Do you you have to know these because you're Canadian? But you have had Nanaimo bars before, yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Okay, so you guys, if you're American, you probably don't know what these are, which is baffling to me because they're the best thing ever. But Nanaimo bars are these like three layer. You just look them up. Google it. Three layer like dessert things, and the base is like a coconut chocolate base. Mm-hmm. And anyone who, like, doesn't eat those, I'm like, you're an insane person. Or when you see, like, healthy versions of those, and I'm like, no. That doesn't exist. How can that be healthy? (laughs) I, like, hate dates. Like, I, like, despise – I put dates in, like, my smoothie, and that's fine. But, like, people will make, like, bases out of dates, and I'm like, fucking gross. I used to eat just, like, dates wrapped in coconut when I was at my, like, let's be healthy. This is my treat. Do you have, like – I have, like, flashbacks to certain food that I'm like, I can't eat anymore because it was, like, height of my eating disorder, and I'm, like, triggered. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, no dates are definitely one of those for me. Like if it's in something, I will, I will gag, like physically gag. All right. You're so welcome for hearing all about my gag, my gag <laughs> reflex. <laughs> okay. What is a book you are currently reading? Um, a book that I'm currently reading is, well, I'm reading, I'm rereading that how, um, or like how to make friends and influence people mm-hmm. or whatever that like Dale Carnegie one. Mm-hmm. And then I really love this book called hooked that it's like more of like a business side. Um, and then that's, I'm not a big reader. I want to be a big reader, but I just, at the end of the day, I'm not. You need to read my book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a fun That is one. the book that I'm reading. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. I'll, up and you I'll can put like hooked in the comments. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Um, what is your favorite dive on the app? I really love, we have one about the internal critic and I really, really love that one just because my internal critic's a fucking asshole. So it's really derived from that to really just help you like better understand that voice, what they're having to say, and then being able to tell the difference between like your actual voice and that voice so that when you're moving throughout your day, it's not calling the shots is the truth. I love that. Okay. And the last question before we get to the last, last question, um, what is something that people on your like social media who have like known you for a while would be surprised to know would be surprised to know um I like love pop culture like I love tv and movies and like keeping up with shit so much okay What's and like, like I had to own that like I love like well I love like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like my go-to yeah. and like I love Adam Sandler like I'm the biggest fan ever like I have I just ordered a shirt that's like from his movie Uncut Gems like, yeah. and it's just like a picture of his face and like I ordered that so like cool, I love cool, like cool. I love I don't know it's like not like because I'm not like keeping up with the Kardashians I just like love tv shows and movies and then like looking into them so like I'll go to a movie and then I have to go and read the reviews of like what people's other perspectives are to like see if I like I'll like like the movie but then be like oh did I miss something so that I could like it more so I like will go and like I love reading like critic reviews of movies and tv shows what's a movie you've seen recently that you're like 
you were really like navigating in that space yeah so like I would say like uncut gems because okay. like that which was snubbed by the Oscars ridiculous <laughs> and then really I went <laughs> went to see bombshell so my problem with bombshell was that it really assumes some shit that like I'm Canadian I don't know anything like I didn't know about that and so like you have to like research before sure so, that makes sense yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I found what was really interesting about Bombshells, they, like, painted the main characters as, like, the hero, like, the heroes, but, like, in real life, they're not, mm. and it was, like, a really weird, like, dichotomy of that situation, but, yeah, Bombshell was, like, it. Margot Robbie is just, like, the best person in the whole world. Oh, my so. God. That whole cast is, like, so incredible. Yeah, yeah Charlize Theron, like, to me, Charlize Theron is, like, the most beautiful woman of all time ever. Have you seen her thing on Ellen where Ellen's, like, trying to set her up with, what's his face, Michael? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so, so funny good. to me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because she, like, and I guess, like, Charlize Theron is, like, a fan of The Bachelor. And I've never watched The Bachelor. But, like, the one guy that's this one I like. And she, like, posted a photo with his face or something. Oh, yeah. Pilot like, Pete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Charlize Theron is gorgeous. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Out of like, this world. So yeah. stunning. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Last question. What does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life? To me, living your fuck yes life is like just truly being who you are, like throughout every scenario through and through and not like changing who you are when you're talking to people. It's like, you know, like who you are, like people, that's what they get like that. It is who you are, regardless of the situation Mm -hmm. and just being really truthful and honest, that person and not being afraid to put yourself first in situations, Mm -hmm. setting those boundaries and just like showing up exactly as you are curse words and all that's what you're all about. I love that. Ugh, I love that so much. It makes me like, ugh, it makes me like genuinely get chills hearing you say that just because I, I don't think most people in the world do that. Like, I don't think we know how to, and it has been such a like coming into my own self. And I, there are still ways that I feel like I am constantly learning to do that for myself and I, I need to grow and, and, and show up in that in better ways, but truly being able to like stand in your own skin is the scariest, but also most incredible feeling Mm -hmm. on the planet. And I just, I wish more people felt compelled to, and like courageous enough to do it, especially online. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's like, I have someone in my life, like a close friend of mine. And she like, to me, I like look up to her because she's just so consistently herself. Mm. And like, sometimes I'm the type that like, when I'm with like higher energy type of women, I'm like Mm. high energy, but then like, she is just like consistently like, look, she's the one beat. And I'm just like, she like, there's certain people that I'm like, I want to be around her when I like see these other people so that Mm. she reminds me to not like go to their energy or match their energy. And I can just like stay at where I am. And so like, to me, whenever I just think of that, I like harness her power. And in my life, she like, her name's Jess. And we like call her like getting Jess. So like, whenever (laughs) I'm like, I just need to empower like or embody her energy and like, just be consistently yourself. But that's a really great way to start the process, actually. Like, mm-hmm. for me, even, like, even if you don't have someone in your life that reflects that, like, finding somebody online that you really relate to and you're, like, this party person embodies the energy that I feel like is is something that feels really akin to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is just, like, my actor self coming out, but sometimes acting as if 
can be a really <laughs> beautiful way to and embody that can be a really beautiful way to step into your true potent power and absolutely. like absolutely I love absolutely. that I love that oh my gosh you're incredible thank you, you so much for being so here where can like our listeners connect with you find you online get that dive through obviously in the app store but all that good stuff mm-hmm. yeah so you can find me Sophie Gray Gray with an A and then we're dive through underscore unfortunately at this time on Instagram <laughs> um and then yeah like the apps in the app store and on Google Play it's free to download and free to use and then we're going to be linking um a code um, in the show notes for you to be able to unlock everything that I've um, through app has to offer. balls, So great. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you, Sophie, for being here. You are seriously balls. Go follow her right now because she will just bring so much light into your life. And you have to go find that boss babe photo anyways. So Yes, absolutely. Well, thank <laughs> you for your time. Thank you everything you do for your audience. On behalf mm. of your audience and a fan of the show, you're honestly, your vulnerability and strength and showing up how you do is is so beautiful and so encouraging. So thank you. And there you have it. Thank you, Sophie, so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing your authentic, real self. I appreciate you so hard, and I know that the entire audience does too. For all of the stuff that we talked about in today's episode, check out the show notes at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 82, or you can just swipe on your uh, podcast uh, app feature of choice um, and um, and check out all those links. Um, there's so much goodness. Um, please, please download Dive Through and um, check out our sponsor for this podcast. It um, supports the podcast. It supports me. And if you love this episode, let Sophie know um, at her Instagram and also shout it out on iTunes. Leave a review, a rating. It really, really, really changes the game. I cannot begin to tell you how much it changes the game um, for getting this podcast in front of the eyeballs and earballs of so many other people who need these conversations, who need to know that it's okay to be navigating mental health stuff and talk about that openly and online um, and, and in a, a really beautiful beautiful space. So I adore you guys so much. Um, Let's keep this conversation going. Let me know what your biggest takeaways were on Instagram. Tag me in your posts and I will see you guys on the flip side. Bye-bye.